Um, they're still in the process of getting scans on Wiz uh, and James Conner, but I think um, their, their forecast is a more favorable one. So we'll leave the light on for those two. Um, so we'll make some necessary adjustments and close ranks and on a short week and, and, and see where that leads us in terms of division of labor. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the locker room. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and uh, we are uh, getting after it to this morning. Uh, that was Mike Tomlin talking about uh, he's going to leave oh, the light on. just let the Bob O'Reilly play, baby. Bob, Let's go. Come yeah. on. Look at Jacob's loving it. He's digging it. Yeah. What is it? Is it Baba O'Reilly? That's right. Baba O'Reilly. Okay, Baba, Booba, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But the O'Reilly, okay? Turn it up, Jacob. We need a little juice this morning. Yeah. We need to rock out a little. Headbangers. I love the who. Come on, Roger. Let's hear it. Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. Sing it, baby. That's what we were. That's what we were. Teenage wasteland. <laughs> we were young at one time. We went out there and we rolled around on an NFL field from right. the left coast to the right coast. But yeah, and, and, how about it? And now we're old guys. Yeah, we're old guys. All right. Uh, uh, Thank you for that, Jacob. There was just yeah, a moment of refreshing. Get after it, there. Uh, you know, I I, I love the Who. Uh, I who? saw uh, the Who. I saw him twice. Who's who? The Who. The who who's who? Who's, oh, who's on front? Sorry. I just showed my 62 years. Yeah, the who. <laughs> who? So uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about leaving the light on for right. Stefan and James Conner. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I agree. I, I, I don't know if Steph uh, uh, strained his peck or tore it. Right. Yeah. That's to be determined. Yeah. You know, and that's one of those things. I mean, with um, Cam Hayward a couple of years ago. It was a tear. Yeah. Uh, with stuff to it last year, that was, it was a tear. A tear. Um, maybe, just maybe, we, we get blessed and it won't be a complete tear or something like that. He's maybe able to recover from it. But this I do know. I mean, we've got this. They, we, Mike Tomlin and staff has some decisions they got to make right. coming up. Yeah. And you know what? For whom the bell tolls, baby. You know, you have that opportunity. Number one. Okay, I I can. Chuluch, I go back to my Syracuse days. Right. I remember as a freshman, uh, Jim Goodfellow, my offensive line coach, yeah. sitting there in the meeting, 
afterwards during training camp, my first year, and I remember him shutting off the film, uh, the projector and everything, I'm watching practice, he said, fellas, I can tell you this, in your entire college career, the train may only come around once. Right. Be ready to go. And I look at Chooks. This is uh, the train coming around not just once, not just twice, but this is the third time. This is an opportunity. You know, Chooks played some when he was a rookie. Yeah. Not that he was, you know, going to, you know, beat out, um, you know, uh, any anybody ahead of him at that point. But, you know, the, the thing is, he's had opportunities now. This yeah. is his third one. And yeah. this is a big one for Chooks. Right. And it's a big, big, big one. Uh, you know, Zach Banner uh, had uh, – uh, he's going to have season-ending surgery, uh, and right. uh, you know I, I don't know what uh, what it is, but uh, uh, you know uh, they're calling it an ACL. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a knee ligament, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. ACL is uh, uh, you know when you blow out your knee without getting contact. It's always an ACL. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know whether his cleats got caught in the turf. Right. Uh, but when you turn and spin, like when I blew out my ACL, I was planted, taking on um, a defensive end, locked up on the bull rush, and Gerald Williams, the 300-pounder, was uh, beat Terry Long to the inside on, on, on the, at the right side. Right. Jumped in the air, and Terry hit him or shoved him. And he landed on my back. So between the forces in front of me and the forces behind me, all that made my knee turn, and it just blew out that ACL. And then they didn't uh, uh, surgically repair ACLs. Uh, no, they yeah. cut it out. Yeah, they cut it out. They Ronnie lotted me. Yeah. So I came back and played eleven games that year. Right. You know, I mean, it's just. And what now you, did you back now then. you got a knee replacement. I got a new knee though. It's yeah. better than ever. Yeah. So uh, I can run faster and jump high. It's like uh, the Kedball Jets, you yeah. know, those sneakers. Yeah. The action wedge. Did you ever have those? I wanted them, but I, it was too expensive. Yeah, that I, I, I couldn't have I them. Just had the, I, I got my first pair of Con Converse my freshman oh, year in high school. Oh, yeah. That's living big. Yeah, baby. yeah. First pair of Converse. I had to get the Kmart ones with the blue light. You know, yeah, the blue yeah, light yeah. goes on, and they're like half price. I, I got the tops, the NBA. <laughs> you know what's embarrassing? I got the, the bottom of the sneakers instead of rubber was plastic. Yeah. So when I... You know, when I was playing basketball, trying out for the freshman basketball team, I kept slipping inside because I had plastic bottoms instead, yeah. of, instead of rubber. <laughs> so, you know, when uh, 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 Mike Tomlin was no asked. No wonder I got cut. Yeah, yeah. I got cut my freshman year from the basketball team. I couldn't keep my yeah. feet. Yeah. Uh, when Mike was asked about uh, Ben uh, shaking like uh, a, a leaf. leaf. Yeah. Uh, he said that I also shake like a leaf. Uh, but he said that when the game ends, the jitters end. So I, I wanted to ask you, uh, when we when we go into a game right. as a starter, mm -hmm. when do the jitters end? The jitters? Yeah. The jitters never end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, okay. You saying after the game? Yeah. Yeah, because there's that there's that precious 24-hour period after a game where it's all done. Yeah. You shut it down. It's all shut down in that 24 hours after because you don't have to think about what's coming, and you just turn off what you left behind for the moment. Yeah. You got film on Tuesday. Now, these guys, I like it better. They come in on Monday. They get it done, get the film out of the way. Then you've got a nice 36-hour, 48-hour window where you can – you know, just kind of 
just live life. Right. You know, and, and not worry about what's coming up. You know, I remember that Mike Webster, remember they said to us one time, we walked off the field after uh, we beat New England in overtime. Yeah. Like 81, 82, somewhere in there. And I remember he was saying to us, he said, you know, the first thing I feel when the when the final gun goes off, it's not joy over winning or, or sorrow over defeat. He says the relief of right. the pressure is off for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that yeah. was significant. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and so Mike Tomlin, uh, in his press conference yesterday, he said uh, uh, we didn't uh, start with uh, great fluidity. No. And, uh, you know, and, and we were talking about that last night. Uh, and, it, you know, it is uh, a preseason. The first half is preseason. That's exactly what it was, Chalooch. Yeah. It started off that way. It continued that way. And you saw as the game went on, for instance, Ben. Ben, he got better with reps. Yeah. Okay, this is this is why I tell, I tell people, go, you know, everybody screams about these preseason games. They are necessary, even for the great ones. Right. Ben needed those reps to ramp up. Right. He got better as the game went on, you know, especially given the fact that he only played six quarters last year. He needed that time to ramp up. And, and you know, it, and it's only due to the fact that he is – who he is, that he's able to pull right. that game out and do the great things that he did. Yeah, Mike Tomlin said it's awesome to have him back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely it was awesome. Yeah. I'm telling you what, Chalooch, that touchdown throw to Juju. Right. When uh, he got blitzed, he's backing up. He's in the he got a, a heated rush right in his face. His feet came together. He's falling away, and he just feathered that throw. Right. In a high-arching throw, let Juju run under that's Hall of Fame quarterbacking. I right. mean, my friend, that is about as good as it gets for a touch throw in the face of adversity. When and and as we always talk about, when you see when we had Bradshaw in the huddle, you always felt like you had a chance because why? Yeah, because he he's great. He could pull it together at any time, no and, matter how good, bad, or indifferent and, he was. And, you know, and if he was struggling, he pull out of it. There you know, you go. there's a lot of quarterbacks that we played with that have been struggling, but they didn't pull out of it. <laughs> no, they struggled, and yeah. they continued to struggle. Right, right. You know? Um, because their confidence is shot. Uh, absolutely. Bradshaw's confidence wasn't shot. Ben Roethlisberger's confidence wasn't shot. Right. And everybody believed in the blonde bomber just like they believe in Ben. Right. Because you know standing in that huddle – is is you might be in the fourth quarter and it might have just been a stinky game the, for three quarters, but you still look at that guy and you go, "We got a punching chance here, right? We got yeah. a puncher's chance right here of coming out of this thing." So that's what I think they the Steelers have right now. Ben's getting back; he's getting to form, and uh, like Mike said, it's awesome to have him back. You know what? In in that Jets game uh, in 1983, the last game that Terry played. Right. Uh, you know, we were supposed to run the ball. Right, right. And so I said, uh, you know, when he threw those two touchdown passes to Greg Garrity and Calvin Sweeney. Exactly. And he sat down yep. uh, because he tore uh, some scar tissue in his elbow. Uh, and I and I went up to him and I said, uh, uh, Terry, I thought we were going to run the ball. He said, Tunch, you know me. I ain't no mailman. I'm a gunslinger. Right, and yeah. that's what we believed in. Right. And we believed in the gunslinger in him to be able to pull us out of a tailspin no matter what's going on. Right. Sometimes it didn't happen. 
but more often than not, it did. And that's what you've got to have is that confidence. Yeah. This is what Ben provides, that leadership. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he's he's like Terry, uh, that he doesn't uh, no. uh, tank. How do you I, – I don't even know how you can be so mentally resilient to bounce back after some performance. Like, think about right. two years ago, Jacksonville, five INTs. Yeah. You know, you got to be tough. Yeah. You got to be tough to come back from something like that because it's you know there's five offensive linemen but there's only one quarterback. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and everybody knows the quarterback's name. They might not know ours. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know uh he started out slowly but 2 minutes before the half uh he got he, it cranked up. He, he he caught fire. That 78 yarder was eight plays, 70 some yards, a minute 25. Right. That's Man, that's cranking, yeah. you know, and he got his game brain going and everything's just started to take off. And hopefully you right. can develop some more rhythm from yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that he developed the rhythm and he, you know, he saw the field and he played very, very well. Uh, and, you know, one, one of the things that uh, I was very impressed with was Benny Snell. Benny Snell. He fast. Cut well. Yes, he did. Jump cut. Vision. By the way, I just got a text because um, we're efforting Ramon Foster, the big ragu we're going to have on the show. He's also entering into, uh, you know, the broadcasting business because, <laughs> you know, it's like you always used to say, when you have no other marketable skill, you go into broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> we'll remind him of that. But uh, he's he's not going to be able to come on until about 1030. Uh, so we will, Jacob, uh, whatever adjustments we got to make there, just so you know. Uh, throwing them a heads up, yeah. Um, because the big ragu, hopefully, we will have on about ten thirty and eleven o'clock. We'll be Jim Wexel, Steel City Insider, and get his insights. Maybe play a little Almond Brothers. Well, as well. you know, um, is ragu gonna bring us lasagna? The seven layer lasagna. We'll have to uh, ask him about that. Yeah. I think personally, you know, now that he's now a rookie again, he's a rookie in the broadcasting. Right, ranks. right, right. You know that. You know, if now if we were in Germany, because we're experienced, we would have to, you know, uh, send him a se- seven layer lasagna. Yeah. But because we're in America, see, and he's a rookie, then he has to send us that lasagna. You know, uh, my favorite take on stripes. Yeah. Well, well, you know, in <laughs> Germany, you, you'd uh, uh, send brat. Bratwurst. Exactly. I love that movie, Stripes, with yeah. John Candy. Yeah. That was so funny. Now, if we were in America, I'd have to make your bed. But... Yeah. You... <laughs> that was so good. But anyhow, we're going to get the big ragu's take on what's going on. And, um, you know, I, I'll get to ask him, hey, uh, what kind of shape you in, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're only one off season out of this thing. You might might want to, uh, you know, answer the bell if the, if the Steelers might call you. Yeah, so it is a short week, and um, how much do you think the short week's going to affect the two teams because they didn't have doubles, they didn't have preseason games? I I think it's going to affect them. Look, we already got a bunch of injuries. You got some people that have been, you know, got blown up. I mean, think about Von Miller. Man, he, he crushed his ankle. Right. You know, so... I don't know. He's not going to play. No, he's done. He's done for the year. He's got a cast on his. Yeah, he's done for the year. I mean, no, no, he's he's done. Not done for the year. He's he's done for three months. Wow, that seems like it's done for the year. Right. Um, So, regardless, he's down for this coming game, 
And uh, I look at that and I go, you know, I wonder how much of the, the injuries that are currently happening that um, might not have been so severe or have happened had they had the off season to be able to train properly. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. And, and, you know the, the uh, intensity of two days and the intensity of preseason games and the intensity of practice. Yes. Yeah, the, the you let, let's take a break. Uh, we're gonna. Are you sure we want to do this, Jacob? I want to say this because Ramon is. We're gonna get him about ten thirty. He's not gonna. He's it's it changed. I just got a text. So we're we just gonna continue on. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. All right. All right. I'm we're sorry get... about that, bud, because you know this just happens. This is live without a net. Right. Right. This is what you do. Yeah, we're. I got it. I apologize. All right, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm... No, no, see? No. We're, we're, this is training camp for us, too. All uh, right, we're having a little a little rough spot here. But the fact of the matter is, look, I look at this game, and, and I think about the fact that you're coming all the way. You're going from Denver, right? You're flying east on a right. shorter schedule. That's good for the Steelers. Um, their top pass rusher is down. That's good for the Steelers. And Bradley Chubb looks uh, uh, a little, l- little banged, banged up. up. Yeah. He's like, yeah. okay. All right. Now we're going to take a break. All right, we're going to take a we break. We got all signals mixed up, misconstrued. I apologize. Uh, please, uh, we beg your indulgence, but we will shall continue on after this. He's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back after this. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So we're back. East Wolf up to you. you got to love a big stack of marshals just blowing your eardrums out like right. that. Yeah, yeah. That's sweet stuff. So, uh, Benny Smell. <laughs> Snell. I, you think you think he runs into that every now and then? Yeah, of course yeah, he does. Yeah. Benny Snell, uh, the maturation process of a second-year player maturing, he's he's that. Yes. Yeah, he's that. He's undergoing that maturation process. Part of it is the shedding of weight. Yeah. The other thing I really say is, you know what? There was nobody standing over him saying, "Don't eat that that ding dong," or "Don't eat that ho ho," or you know, "Don't eat that uh, you know candy bar." Um, he shed the weight. He adhered to a disciplined, rigorous schedule of training, of of making sure to do the pushaways. You know, push away yeah. from the table. The things that I uh, seem to have problems doing. Right, right, right. You know, right. which by the way, oh, three oh one. I got to tell you, Chalooch, I was so close. I was so close. It was there. I, I went one burrito too many. Three oh one. Three oh one this morning. I could see on the digital scale. It was flickering. It wanted to go to the zero three oh oh, but it went three oh one. But it was close. I'm telling you, it's close. So we're had, almost breaking through. You had another burrito. 
Uh, maybe a couple. You had a couple of burritos? Yeah, you know. Did last night? Um, you know, yeah, around you know, around <laughs> around here. <laughs> Kevin, yeah. what do you think, buddy? I mean, you know, whatever. It's burritos. Yeah. How do you, you know, it's so hard to have just one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. That one, that three oh one, it was so close on that. You could see how it was getting light because it wanted to go to the zero. Yeah, three oh oh, and I would have been down a pound. So you're not under three hundred today on way in Wednesday. No. <laughs> I hate when that happens, but it wanted to be there. I was close. Yeah, you wait till next week. Yeah. So uh, Zach Banner is done. Uh, Chooks is going to play. Uh, and uh, well, here's the deal. Yeah. Okay. Think about Chooks. Chooks has started, uh, what, he's got two, at least two, if not three starts or something like right. that. Um, he won, that being Zach, won a tight-fisted competition between the right. two of them. But Chooks is very athletic. Uh, he's a guy that uh, is capable of, of, of getting started. He started against Von Miller the last time. Right. You know, so the fact is um, he's ready to step up. My key, my my thing and we got to ask Ragu about this because he's coming up at 1030 at the bottom of the hour. Ramon Foster, what would you do with a young man like Kevin Dotson? Because that's the key. Right now, right. all eyes got to be on Kevin Dotson because he is physically capable. Is he playbook capable? Yeah. And well, that's the question. Well, is David DeCastro Well, done. again, we don't know. We're yeah. going to find out. You know, hopefully this is based on the fact that right now we don't know anything about David. So we take David out of the equation just thinking, all right, what do, what happens if uh, you got to move forward like this? You know, and again, I, I don't know. David, We hopefully he can uh, be able to, uh, you know, practice this week. We'll find out. But we'll find out after we come back and we get a chance to talk to the big ragu after this. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back after this. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. Well, we're back. He's Wolf Touch here in the locker room, and we've got our good buddy, Ramon Foster. Ramon, welcome to the locker room, brother. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, there Thank you are. There I am. Thank you guys for having me on, man. I feel honored when I'm, I'm actually be on your show by two legends, okay? That's an immediate yes every time. Okay, Ragu, let's let's get over it, okay? Yeah, I yeah. ain't no legend. <laughs> <laughs> but we shared the same number and the same position, my friend. Wolf's a, Wolf's a legend in his own mind. <laughs> Ragu, the first thing I got to ask you, we got the wizard went down. Dave DeCastro could be problematic. What kind of shape you in, buddy? <laughs> Man, I'm in civilian shape, meaning I've been doing a lot of running and no lifting, okay? And I, you know what? I had a lot of people ask me. I was like, that's enticing, but I'd rather a young guy get that opportunity, man. Whoa, you're spreading a little love around there, my friend. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Ramon, are you back in Knoxville? 
I'm in uh, Nashville. I'll say in the uh, Nashville area right now. But I, yeah, I, I'm in Tennessee still. Uh, I I heard that you're uh, you're in broadcasting now. I am. I have a gig, man. I, I co-host a show here in Nashville with uh, Jason Martin on 104.5 The Zone here in Nashville. Every morning from 6 to 9. And it's been going good. We just completed our first week together. Now, you, this is a total change of life for you, brother, because you know you got to – what time do you get up to start preparing? Because it's hard. I'm getting up at 440 every morning. So, <laughs> uh, I know. I retired just to get up early again, right? You know, I knew you were going to get a gig in broadcasting because, as you know, and we've shared off, you know, in, in private times, how much I think of you, I thought of your career, what a tremendous career you had. Uh, what a great job you did, and you did it like a true pro, like a real man's man, and loved everything about it. But you have a gift of words, and you have a gift of writing. And here you are. You're part of the stinking media. <laughs> I am. As, as all my buddies were saying, oh, you're on the other side now. I'm like, don't kick me out of the group chat, please. I'm not here for intel. <laughs> That's it. So uh, are, are you doing a football show or are you doing an all-sports show? I'm, I'm covering uh, the Titans is the main station here, uh, is the uh, main station, and, and Vol Sports. So uh, I got to cover the home team here in the Tennessee Titans, who's becoming a, a really good AFC uh, team right now. And, of course, I don't mind covering UT Vols at all. So that's that's our main thing. We're doing what what everybody else is doing now for the most part is incorporating everything that we see uh on, on social media and stuff that we have around the city. So that's our main thing is to have a, a, a show that supports the home team, but also that are, we're in tune with everything else that's going on also. Ramon, how do you find it after one week out, just going through the one week of, uh, you know, having the shows, you enjoying it? Is it something you really look forward to? Because I got to tell you, it's a lot of fun. It is, and that's what I just finished leaving the parking lot with my partner. I was just telling him, I was like, man, I'm, I'm having fun with this. And I'll be honest with you guys, I honestly didn't want to get into it at all. Like, I was one of those guys that was like, whoop, you, myself, I, <laughs> whoop, you dropped there for a moment. You you back? Yeah, I'm back. Can okay. you hear me? Yes, we got you now. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, uh, in the beginning, I – I thought I didn't want to do sports. I didn't want to do the media side, but I'm having so much fun with it right now that I was like, I, I would be an idiot not to, to jump into this, this profession. <laughs> you know, you get a chance to have fun on air with with what we're doing right now, and you get a chance to stay in the game also. Yeah, you know, uh, one thing I always say, Ramon, is when you have no other marketable skills, <laughs> you do broadcasting. Uh, <laughs> You know what? I'm sure you guys could have been good at anything else you wanted to do. But, hey, here we are now, right? That's right. Here we are. Hey, look at us now. <laughs> oh, Ramon. Oh, made it. Now, think about this, buddy. You're not even a year out. Um, how did yeah. you How did you go? Let me ask you this. How did you and your family go through the quarantine? Because I got to tell you this. I quarantined. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had issues. <laughs> We were looking at some stuff as far as, like, what what do you have to do in situations like this? And we tried to find a, a schedule more than anything. And that's what we, we revolved our life around. We tried to do stuff with the kids. We tried to be out. 
when we could, of course, socially distant, and we just made the most out of it. Family became a big thing. Um, we learned a little bit more about each other, and, and honestly, we, we just took a step back. For me, I told my wife, I was like, this is easy because this is my off-season anyway, so it's not like we have a whole lot of uh, everything else going on. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a huge adjustment to me, to me because, one, I retired, and also this is my usual off-season. Yeah, so uh, uh, Ramon, how did you get into broadcasting? Did uh, uh, one of the stations in Nashville uh, ask you to come aboard? Yeah, they did. They they knew I was from the area, and I kind of put that on social media a little while back that, you know, that's something I was looking uh, forward to getting into at, at one point in time. And I've done some spots with this radio station here in Nashville, and when the new program director came in, he heard me, and they were looking for a new morning co-host. He said I was at the top of their list, and um, I'm blessed. I'm thankful for this opportunity because now I get a chance, as you guys know, to still have a life and be able to see my kids grow yes. up and still have fun and be engaged with the sports. So it, it, it honestly was a, a gift from God for me to be able to do something like this because a lot of guys struggle with that after they're done is finding what's next. Yes, that's a big Big yes. A lot of guys do struggle in that area. Yeah. But one of the things that I, I, I uh, loved about what you uh, you were doing was you're writing, too. You write well, buddy. You need to keep uh-huh. doing it. You need to keep doing that because you bring a perspective, as Mike, you know, Mike Tomlin always said, uh, the view behind the face mask, that's what, that's what is intriguing. I mean, you get your thoughts from a guy who's been there, done that, and done it at the highest levels and done it well. Yeah, DK has, has really uh, helped let me do my own thing with, with this. So he's like, man, you write about whatever you want to. And when he asked me to, you know, would I be interested in doing it, I thought he was joking, you know? Right. And writing is, is one of those things that I, I really do enjoy. It gives me a, a moment of, of clarity to get my thoughts out. It gives me a way to express what I've been through in this, in this league. And, you know, just like I know, guys, there's a lot of stories that, you're able to tell or able to relate to just like, you know, what Zach Banner is, you know, going through right now. Yes. You're able to give people some perspective on why he looked the way he did when he found out that, you know, maybe his season was over. Like, th- those things, you, you give guys that, that don't have the ability to say much because of the face mask and the helmet, you, you're able to give them a perspective. You give them perspective what it's like to be inside of their head, and I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what uh, we admire about you uh, as well, Ramon, that you love Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And that's, that's true. You have to be able to lay on something, man. And I know there's people that have different views of either in politics or in their religion, but as long as you have something to stand on or lay your head on at night, man, yeah. to you, but that's where my faith lays in. Especially when you run into these times like Zach Banner. Yeah. You know, I mean, have you yeah. have you had the opportunity to reach out to Zach at all? I mean, I know how bad the young man felt. You could see it on his face. You knew how much effort he had put into the offseason, how much he had worked. He battled all through the run-up of, you know, training camp and the conditioning and everything like that. And then to see all your hard work to go up in smoke, it just – that's got to be – yeah, well, we've all pretty much experienced it here between the three of us. It's an excruciating moment to come face-to-face with that. It is, and this is his first time in his career where he's opening day start. I'm not sure if Coach Tomlin has still, you know, between him and Tukes, 
an open competition, but Zach was day one starter, and he's going into the last year of his contract. That goes through your mind. you got to fight off a lot of demons, and I say demons that come your way because being injured, you become a little bit of a lone soldier because the right. team continues to move forward, and you are just kind of stuck in a place where you can't help the team. Right. You need a lot of guidance for yourself, and there's all your co-parts are still working and playing the game, and you're left there for the most part trying to figure it out until you're able to come around a whole lot more through to, uh, do, do the rehab, and maybe at the later part of the season he's able to travel. Yeah. Uh, did, did you see uh, his video about what a feeling – yeah, I did. <laughs> that was great. That was so much fun. I, I loved it. That, Zach is that guy, man. He's a fun. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know, he was able to uh, separate himself from social media too, going into camp because I, one of the things I always say to guys that are, you know, social media stars is you got to remember they love you and they watch your videos, but of course they want to see you perform on the field also. Right. You know, and that's that's the part that he grabbed on um, early uh, in, in camp. He's like, all right, I'm separating myself, and I just tweeted back at him. I was like, that you know what is that that your importance, what your importance is, and that's performing and being a professional football player first because. That's why everybody know who you are as of right now. I'm, I've always been a an advocate of job first. Absolutely, and you have to be. But all right, speaking of job first, did you watch the Steelers opening game against the Giants? Yeah, there, you know, I did. Okay, well, I, I did. I, well, this <laughs> is how you set the table. So you gotta you gotta express how you know. Okay, did you watch it? If I just jumped in and said, okay, I know you watched it, and you said, well, you know what, I had to run off something, then it would have looked bad. So <laughs> this is how the pros in broadcasting do it, which is why I do it very poorly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. regardless, <laughs> the point is. Look you coaching me up, man. You're passing on knowledge. <laughs> That's right. That's what we do. <laughs> you know? But the fact is, okay, you watch the game. What did you think of uh, Matt Filer's debut at the left guard position? Very solid. Matt, I knew Matt would do well. And I'm not just saying that because I, you yeah. know, I played with him. But Matt is a guy who's a say much. And him not saying much says a lot about who he is. Because when it's time to go to work, that's exactly what he's going to do. I love seeing him pull. You know, when Dave get back, because Dave, is, that's, his, that's his thing. Dave's one of the best pullers in the league, if not the best. And being able to see him and Matt, create lanes out, outside the box is a thing of beauty. Matt's going to be fine, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing him continually grow because he's still technically in the adjustment period with him moving from right tackle to left. Right. Yeah. right. So, uh, so Ramon, question uh, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you miss it at all? And uh, do, are, are you uh, uh, have any pains, chronic injuries? Um, do I miss it? No, I don't. I retired guys at, at, at peace, meaning like I knew that door was going to be closing. Mm -hmm. And when it closed for me, it was going to stay closed simply because just the same way you guys are. O-line is a, is a hard position to play, meaning if you're a guy that plays multiple years and you actually play, those are multiple years of physical play. Every rep is not a playoff. Receivers on run plays, most of them usually don't block. 
Yeah. Right. You know, on pass, run, play action, we're still getting hit and getting banged on. It's physical. Yeah, we're not just speed guys, but we're the physical aspect of the game where there's no days off. So, uh, you know, you accumulate uh, over thousands of plays of physicality over your career, not even including practice and OTAs and all of that. Like, when, when I said I was shutting it down, I meant that. And, uh, to your point, now, nothing serious going on with me, man. Just staying active and staying mentally sharp and doing this and, and writing has is, is, is been really good for me. See, what I can't convince Tunch of is that writing kind of it, it coalesces your thought processes together and gives you that opportunity to put down what you saw in the game and be able to move forward with it. Now, let me ask you what your take yeah. was on the besides Matt Filer. What did you think about Big Ben and and how it took a little while to ramp up? And let me ask you this: Wouldn't you? What'd you think of the no preseason games? Um, so to start off, Ben looked good. It looked like the strength is there in his arm. I felt like the ball had some zip on it, to where right. you could tell he's busted his butt to get back to old him, and that was really, really good to see. Um, being an older guy, you know, in the league, you know, my last, you know, 2018, I didn't have a preseason. So, being the fact that I didn't have a right. preseason, I know that it's possible. But for young guys, I hated it for them. And I also hated the fact that, you know, training camps got trimmed down from 90 to 80. You know, yeah. that's 10 guys from each team that missed an opportunity. And you know, like I know. There are some gems in that, that 81 to 90th player that just simply didn't get a, a, a shot because of the pandemic and them, them cutting um, camp size down. But um, seeing now how many kickers missed, missed uh, field goals and stuff over the weekend, I think the preseason games kind of helped guys catch their nerves uh, moving in the stadium because I think that was a proponent of it. I know Boz missed one, which right. is just how the game goes sometimes. And, um, that crowd feel is, is something that, that can't be substituted. Now, Ragu, you are one of the guys, because you mentioned it, but think about this. You got the Jerry Osavskis. You got you. One of the things that I first noticed about you, and I, I, I told you this before, you kept showing up every day when sh- showing up every day meant something. Twice a day, two a days, what have you. But guys like yeah. that, the, the opportunities to shine, you might be an undrafted free agent, but undrafted free agents – don't get that opportunity to shine by showing up every day like they used to. Yeah, it, it was a little bit of an adjustment. No, it was a huge adjustment is what it was because every every team has a superstar. We know who they are. You got your Benz, you got your Cams, you got your Minkas, right. all across the board. But the majority of the team is filled with guys like myself or guys like you. You call them your core guys. Yeah. Right. And in that core group of guys, a good bit of them are your undrafted free agents that make you those plays on special teams or can come in and start and be a starter for a long time and grow their legacy to show that, hey, you can be like me. And that's what, you know, was, was kind of stripped from guys this year with, with trying to contain the spread of everything that's, that's moving forward with this, uh, with this virus. You know, uh, Ramon, one thing that uh, uh, we had – uh, as starters in the preseason, we went uh, a quarter in the first game, a quarter in the second game, a half in the third game, and then uh, uh, the fourth preseason game, we went three and a half quarters, 
And that would uh, sum up to us that we could play 60 minutes. Uh, in your time, you guys uh, just played uh, a lot for the first, uh, the third preseason game. So, you know, were you ever nervous that you couldn't go 60 minutes? Um, not really, because you, uh, historically, Pittsburgh has always had a hard camp. Like, yeah. we, we tell people about how we practice, and everybody's like, you guys do what? You know, like, <laughs> we're still barbaric, okay? So it wasn't a factor of, you know I'm not lying. I know, and I know, brother. Speak the like truth. That. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> we are barbaric. But it's the pace of catching the game. I knew if I could do a half. I could do an entire game. So that third game was really crucial and, uh, for us. And it's the acclimation period of getting used to seeing somebody else. Or can, can, I, can I game plan a whole half in the preseason was always huge. And it, 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 more than anything, when it's go time, your adrenaline is going to carry you a good bit of it. And the other part that's going to carry you is the fact that you're not trying to get embarrassed also. So if you're a true pro, you find a way to make it through. And I'm just glad to see that these guys, I think we all can agree, put on a good showing this past week for mm-hmm. it not to have been a preseason. But I'd rather see preseason games, though. Ragu, i got to ask you now. you got a situation where Dave DeCastro, unknown, don't know what's going on there. Uh, Stefan Wisniewski is going to be out a little while um, with, a, with a peck. You've got a young man by Kevin Dotson, the fourth-round draft pick drafted out of Louisiana. Um, the young man has had uh, – every time you see him, he's, uh, he, he's looked good, but he's not mm-hmm. had much of camp. You might have a situation where this young man might have to step into the starting lineup. What say you uh, if you were the coach and coaching him up? The biggest obstacle he has to go through is the, the mental part of it. That's being able to study his opponent for the week, which is the, the Broncos, if he has to step in that role. Um, but his study of, of tape is going to be huge. Um, playing the game of football when you've played it as long as most guys have, when you get into the stadium, it's like, okay, well, I'm this is like riding a bike. I know what to do. And, and also just <clears throat> excuse me, controlling his nerves. More, more, less than anything. Marquise will be really good in communicating with him and mm-hmm. demanding the most out of him. The best thing he has going for him is if he's in at right guard, Marquise is there to help him as much right. as he can. Right. Oh, good point. It's on him. You know, and the other part of it is his size. And we, we've seen him on, on his social media with his strength. So he has that working for him, which is a big positive. And they're going to surround him. They're going to take care of him. But it's going to be—he's going to get in the game, and he'll just see, oh, this is just like riding a bike. Uh, let me play football. If he can get to that point, and knowing his opponent, he'll be fine. So, Ramon, you know uh, what uh, most guys miss about the game most is the camaraderie, is the fellows, is the brotherhood, is the locking of arms. What do you miss most about it? That. That part right there, you know, uh, the game day experience is always really cool, but being able to have a conversation after the game or during the week with the guys or going over Marquise's house, you know, on Thursdays, like right. that's the part that you're like, I, I know for sure, like, man, I know the guys are having a good time on Thursday night. Like if they're able to with this pandemic, let me clear that up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they can get together on Thursday nights anymore, but, 
that part of it or the conversation or the locker room conversations that you have and the banner back and forth of, of, of giving guys crap or, you know, like I was thinking like when Cam caught that interception this past week, the amount of jokes that he's going to have coming to him, like James Harrison would have ran that back and you chose not to. You know, I saw your tweet or whatever you call those things. You, you bagged on him. <laughs> I did. I had to. And I tagged James Harrison because we've seen that happen before. And Cam missed his opportunity to to, to, to have a Hall of Fame play. Yeah. So we, we, we missed, me and Wolf missed the Hall of Fame nine-layer lasagna. Yeah, we did. You know, no, it was seven-layer, right? Seven-layer. Seven, seven. I'll be back. I promise. Okay. You know, we're going to hold you to that, Rago. Come on. Yeah. Come on, now you're and part I of the media care. here. We're so in your brotherhood again. I, yeah, I know. I can't make the excuse of being at practice of being too tired now, can I? <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. Yeah, you know, one, one thing that uh, steps uh, sticks out of my mind was when you and Marquise were walking and me and Wolf were walking and we said, yeah. you guys oh. are like us. <laughs> Up at I camp. Yeah. Yes, I remember just two old guys just moving along like <laughs> different eras, but doing the same thing. Right, right. <laughs> Ragu, I got to tell you, we're going to go to break now. I want to thank you for taking the time. I want to yeah. thank you for the phenomenal member of the Pittsburgh Steelers that you were, that you still are, because once a Steeler, always a Steeler. Now you're a legend. Yeah, and congratulations on a great career and God's blessings on uh, your future success as a broadcaster. Love you, buddy. Love uh, you. Thanks for coming on with us. Love you big time, man. Yes. Yeah. Not a problem, guys. I appreciate you guys, too, and I'm glad you said that. One last thing before I go. Jack Kearney called me the other day, and he saw my profile uh, on, on Twitter. It said, former Steeler. He's like, you change that right now because all once a stiller, always a stiller. There you go. Retired stiller. <laughs> so I had to change my profile to retired stiller. That's right, all buddy. Right. Have a great day, brother. Love, Love you, you, man. Buddy. Take care. Love you. Love you guys. Yeah, all right, man. Care. Have a good one. All right, that's Ramon Foster, and he he's tre- is, is tremendous he's as he tremendous. always been. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've just loved that guy right. for so long. He's all just, right. Uh, uh, we're gonna take cool. a break, and uh, Jim Wexel's coming up. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you're in the locker room, and we're listening to Magic Bus. Uh, And uh, that was one of my favorite Who songs. And uh, we are having... Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. Wex, welcome to the locker room. Thanks for having me, Tunch. Is Wolf there yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, Jim. You caught me absolutely flat-footed on that one. Hey, Tunch, did you ever hear Live at Leeds, the Who's live record? No. Magic Bus is fantastic on that. It's about 13, 15 minutes. Something really? Wow. It's incredible. Yeah, you got to hear that. And you don't even have to go more barn, huh? 
Oh, you always have to go more farther. <laughs> well, yeah. good to have you, Wex. You know, there's a lot of takeaways coming up off of that game Monday night. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, what, I, I, I expected what we saw, but I kind of expected in reverse. I thought the Steelers were going to roll out more like the Giants and the Giants were going to roll out more like the Steelers early on there. What do you think as you, as you, you know, kind of review it in your gourd? Uh, I, I'm not sure what you mean by all of that, Wolf, but uh, yeah, a little rusty start. Um, my uh, first star would have to go to Ben. Right. I mean, he was rusty, and he admitted today he was rusty, and he didn't think he played well at the very end either, but uh, I mean, just just in general purposes, Ben gets the first star. Right. right. I think the second star goes to Juju. Um, right. You know, Juju did some special teams work, too. He recovered the onside kick. Not that it was that important, maybe to some people, but not to the one-loss record. But he did recover the onside kick. He recovered that fumble. They said today there was a, a nine Giants over there. And I, I just went back to look at that. And there were nine Giants around the ball. I don't know if they were all in the scrum. Mm-hmm. But by the time Juju jumped in, there were actually 11 Giants over there. And all 11, as Benny Benny was retreating, you know, he was, he, he, just, he got up and he kind of backed up a little bit to watch. You're talking and about the so, fumble uh, recovery, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Juju beat uh, the entire Giants uh, uh, defense over there and a couple touchdowns and some fun. And uh, today I just, I only thought of this because the questions again came up. Do, uh, somebody asked Ben, do you think uh, Juju's motivated? Do, can you can you gauge his motivation? And Ben right away sensed that it was about contract year motivation. And I, I just assume that has been the hatred being spewed against Juju on other radio stations, as we heard all of last year. Hmm. Uh, uh, so, go ahead, Tony. I, I don't think, I don't think uh, uh, Jimmy... Uh, that it's a contract year. I think, uh, you know, but that's part of it. But I think uh, Juju is hungry, uh, like Ben is hungry. And, uh, you know, Juju didn't have uh, a great year last year because of uh, Ben wasn't there. But now he injuries uh, too. Yeah, and he, uh, he is hungry, and he wants to have a great year. Yeah, and he's a good player. Yes. And he was a good player two years ago, and – I know you two guys go to practice all the time. I was, I remember when he uh, re-injured his leg and he had to be helped off. And I looked around; there wasn't one other reporter other than you guys and me. Yeah. And nobody wanted to hear that he was hurt. He had the big, he had the big toe injury, and then he had a leg injury. And you know how those virus spreads from one injury up up right. the leg, yeah. up the other leg. I mean, he battled that all year. I just, I just don't get it. So. Ben, of course, said the same thing you did, Tunch, that, uh, you know, this contract you're talking. I mean, he, he looked he looked like the same guy two years ago. I, I, I don't. So I give him the number two star. And I'm going to throw a little change up at you guys on the, th- uh, the third star because everybody's giving it to Bud, but I'm going to give it to TJ. He had the pick, and he hit – the quarterback's arm down there by the goal line to help that goal line stand early. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Actually was a fumble and should have been a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered about that, but I kind of held my breath through the whole thing. And, you know, Bud, 
he uh, um, when the rookie left tackle in his first game, I know he was the number four pick of the draft, but when the rookie left tackle for the Giants chose to try to block Bud, <laughs> uh, he didn't do that good of a job. But often he just let Bud go. And Barkley didn't seem to know what was going on much. He seemed to be going the wrong way a lot of times. And I don't know that he was picking up blitzes as well as even Benny Snell. So uh, I'm going to give that third star to TJ instead. I like that. So That's I'm going to give good. a I'm going to give a star to Tyson Alu Alu because he he mm. he lit up Nick Gates. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he just lit up Nick Gates, and you know Nick Gates is in a center. Uh, he was he's a right tackle. He was a right tackle last year, and uh, they put him in the center because they had no one else. And uh, I, I think Tyson. Uh, played great. He got his hands on uh, Nick Gates and uh, penetrated. And, you know, I, I, I was very pleased the way he played. Uh, you know, after he beat up Nick Gates, then he beat up Saquon Barkley several times. <laughs> you know, all those guys took turns on Saquon. That, that rushing, you know, 15 carries for six yards, that that's something else. I thought it was amazing when somebody said that uh, – Ben Roethlisberger outrushed Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I mean, you're like going, is that a mistake or what? <laughs> that Giants offensive line, you know, Ola looked good and so did Highsmith. So let's ease up on the, uh, I know the Steelers have a great bookend pass rushing combo, but right. boy, those Giants tackles, they struggled. And their best tackle was probably playing center, according to Punch. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that could well be. You know, that's a guy that we have not highlighted, though, and and Ola did a good job, too, but Alex Heisman. I mean, he went out there, and he looked like he Uh belonged. Yeah. I thought he Uh looked like he belonged. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I saw that 56, I didn't think of Chicolo right away. I actually thought of Woodley. Yeah. The the number flashed. You know how you see a number, and you're like, oh, that's. You know why I didn't? You know, Chicolo had that last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was impressed with Highsmith. He chased him down to the sideline at one play, but he did some other things too. But o- Ola actually was in before him, I think. I believe you're correct in that. So that might make Ola number three right now. When I had thought that Highsmith was number three, but it's early. You know, keep your rookies, keep your rookies' feet to the ground, I guess. Yeah, I think it's a process that they're working through. Ola, hey, I don't want to give up on Ola. I think Ola's got some really good, uh, uh, you know, reps to yeah. offer them right. on the special teams, on on passing situations. I think uh, this guy, he can keep coming along. I, I don't want to overlook him just because Highsmith appears to be very, uh, like he could be special, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but it's nice to see the growth process in, in both of these guys. Seemed like Terrell Edmonds was playing with a lot of confidence too. Yeah, speaking of growth process. Yeah, I mean we all. We, I think we all agree. Devin is a oh. force. I, I mean, I, we're, we're all excited about Devin and his yes. growth, and he was good last year too. But I, Terrell uh, looked a little more confident, and that's more speed on that defense. So that's just a nice looking defense, huh? I yeah. think that defense is really going to be. Uh, it could well be special, yeah. you know, one of those special. We'll see, we'll see. Um, they, I, I, I think they've got some, uh, you know, ever like everybody else, you got some growth processing to do. 
But they certainly look – I will say this, and I, I think I said this in, in my writing too. I thought Minka was a little quieter than I anticipated. Not bad, just a little quieter. Will, do you give him a demerit for that long touchdown pass? Yeah, yeah, he jumped on a, a yeah. the underneath That was the underneath – right, yeah, yeah, that's – Yeah. Well, you know, and yeah, I, I still think – well, you know, the point is – I, I don't know enough of the responsibility to say should he have honored it or not. You know what I mean? Right. So I know. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's it's hard for you to say. It's easier for me because I'm just a sports writer. <laughs> you actually played Wolf. I can just blame him <laughs> and not care about the assignment because <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> that's when you go you more barn the right there. <laughs> guys with accountability and all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh now here's the other thing wex um looking at this and what i was trying to say when we we started off when i i didn't make myself clear i expected the steelers with ben to kind of i don't know why maybe i just thought he was gonna start looking smooth right from the get-go kind of you know like daniel jones looked smoother than ben early on and I was surprised yeah. by it. That's what I was saying. I was I thought Ben would ramp him up. And and I, I think Ben was very honest when he said he was shaking like a leaf. Because in retrospect, yeah. you look at that start and you go, Wow, that that really wasn't a great start. But the beauty about it is when you're a franchise quarterback, when you're a Hall of Famer, uh, to be like Ben is, you have that ability to pull everybody's fanny out of the fire no matter how bad or how whatever it is. You know what I mean? He talked a little bit today about what went into some of his rustiness. And he talked about, you know, stepping up into the pocket. Uh, he wasn't, he, he was unsure okay. how far can he step up. He, 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 was, he had lost his instinct over the year. And, and he said, that's not something you can get in camp. You know, your guys aren't hitting you. Right. They, 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 they make you nervous in the pocket. You have to step up and dodge around, but nobody's hitting you. Right. And right. he had to get used to that again. And, boy, he, he just recovered so well. And mm-hmm. became the leader. And then you know, that, that looping flip to, to Juju for the oh. touchdown was so beautiful. And then, then he can rely on his weapons like Claypool and James Washington and some of the plays those guys made, even while DJ was having a poor first half. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, one, so, of the, one of the things uh, uh, about, uh, uh, you know, Ben, you know, he could throw, he can skip it in the dirt, he could throw interceptions, but he, he doesn't get down on himself. Uh, you know he he's very 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 confident and resilient and, and yeah. very resilient and very very hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all good signs. Uh, I mean, even Claypool. I mean, look at that catch. Yeah, we, we've watched we've watched oh. him make that catch seemingly every day in practice. Right. right, some kind of toe drag. So fans should realize that that toe drag was not lucky. No, he 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 can do that. <laughs> he has studied Tony Toe Tap for years, it looks like. It certainly but does. How about, yeah. How about that tight end around that they've been working in practice? You know you know what I mean? He's kind of in the slot, kind of a third The jet motion, end. yeah. Jet sweep yeah, or jet sweep. I, I, I was kind of uh, – I didn't – I don't think they needed to use it then. I thought it was something they could keep in their bag of tricks. But did you notice how he went down? Yeah, he slid you know, down he, he and stayed down. in bounds. Yep. 
time was a thing. This was a rookie with his first carry. I believe it was a carry instead of a pass. Yeah. But, yeah. So, um, you know, he's not thinking about himself. <laughs> he no. has team on the mind. Yeah. And so, boy, it looks like they got a good one out of Notre Dame there, huh? What do you yeah. make out of the fact that he's out there on special teams, too? I, I love that. Uh, he was well, on the kickoff or punt or something. I, I, I saw him out on there. He was a gunner at Notre Dame, and I believe he's their first-team gunner with Justin Lane right now. Okay. Uh, so, you know, he, he he came with the reputation for being very physical as a gunner. So I was, you know, reminiscing back to the Heinz Ward days, if you remember his rookie year. Right. What a great gunner he was. So we have yet to see Claypool light somebody up, but I think that's coming. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He He's physical. He hustles. Uh, he's fast. Uh, you know, he's the total package. And uh, yeah. uh, he's aggressive uh, back at the ball. And uh, he's got great hands and strong hands. Wex, before we go, that, I got to ask. Smart. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I got I to gotta ask you, has any word on Dave DeCastro and the mystery of what's going on with that knee? No. But, uh, you know, what Mike Tomlin said, it's press conference. Right. We hope he's out here. But, you know, I've heard, I've heard Mike do the we hope he shows up tomorrow for six seven straight weeks sometimes you know mm-hmm. he's he's always dangling that carrot for the player and raising expectations of health so i don't know if i can trust that when mike tomlin says we hope he's out there wednesday that it actually means he's close but no i have no info on the mystery and um, all we can do as reporters now is call players and i you know dave is is very responsive, such a great guy to deal with, but I'm just not going to call him and ask him about his injury. Just, right. No, no, no. I got I'm not you. that guy. I'm yeah. not an injury guy. And so, but, uh, you know, I thought the rookie came in and it didn't sound like Tomlin believes that he knows his assignments just reading his comments from the, the press conference. Exactly and so. I, but I, I think you got to go I with him. played well. I did too. I think if they can simplify the playbook, or if they need to, you got Marquise Pouncey sitting right right next to him, and we got to go, Wex. We got less than thirty seconds. I got to ask you, what'd you think about Gerald Hawkins being signed to the practice squad? Well, you know, we loved Gerald Hawkins two, three years ago, but when he left, he seemed like damaged goods. Mm. And I'm just just from watching him because he came back that camp, and he just didn't look good that camp. So if he's recovered. If he's, you know, you you guys would know better, but he uh, could be. It could be a good move. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. If he's not, if he's not damaged goods. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jim Wexel, Steel City Insider. Thank you, brother. All right. uh, Thank you, guys. Take care. God bless you, buddy. We're going to take a break. And that was Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. And we're going to take a break. A couple things to highlight, I thought, you know, I start lack, lack fluidity on offense and 
for several reasons. You know, they did some things schematically, like we talked about last week, um, some unforeseen things because there wasn't a lot of video evidence of their playing personality. So some things caught us a little flat-footed early on. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So Mike Tomlin said that they lack fluidity because uh, of a, a few things that uh, uh, the Giants right. did. Yeah. Well, one of them would be the lack of video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got you knew earlier on – you know, and that's how stupid I am. I I knew early on, you, the first couple series, you got to fact check, see what they come out with. Yeah. You know, because you're gonna obviously the defense is not going. It's it's going to come out and it's going to put their people on. You know, in the matchup deal going on, and they're going to adjust a little bit. Right. You know, you don't know exactly how they're going to attack you, and you you sit there and go, okay, so you need a little bit of time to ramp up and see what they're going to do. And that's the way it unfolded. I don't know why I didn't really perceive it as such. I thought there would be a faster response right. offensively to what was going on. But you know what? It, it is what it is, and they were able to overcome and get the job done. One of the things that they did was um, what the, they went through a three-man front, base Oki, and the outside linebackers were standing up. But then uh, uh, in third and log, they uh, moved their inside linebackers up. And then blitz them. Yeah. You're talking about the Giants. Yeah. 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 And then sometimes drop. You know, right. they started playing. They, I, You know, that was one of the hardest things I, I hated when we were young bucks. Yeah. the guys that walk up on your nose and then, you know, you, you got to freeze like a slide call. You know, you got to check Mo to Will. You know what I mean? So you got to check that that uh, uh, the linebacker over you. And if he drops, then you go out and you got and you're going to be late picking up the right. Will backer. Yeah. Just because of the threatening, or the Mo comes and you you know got to be able to pick him up. Right. So so, uh, so I we le- we left uh, our phone callers uh, on the phone for a long time, and we apologize. Uh, it's all Tunch's fault. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we had to. We had uh, uh, Jim Wexel and we had Ramon <laughs> Foster. And so let's ja- go. Jacob's sitting there going, "What's me?" Let, let, let's go to CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. What's going on, fellas? CR sitting next to Chicago. How the heck you guys doing this morning? We're man? doing fabulous. Yeah. Every day is a gift from God, buddy. We yeah. just roll with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I didn't mind waiting for uh, uh, the two uh, superstars that you had uh, had on there because uh, you know this is the uh, this is a uh, in the locker room show uh, with, with Jacob as as the main man and that's, that's right. The fact, yeah, that's the fact, Jack. And <laughs> <laughs> you know where that came from, right? Yeah, the stripes. Well, you know. Yeah, that's that, that's it. That's a fact. Training, sir. Yes, training. training. What kind of training? Army training, training sir. Training. Exactly. And, uh, What'd you so, think of Ramon Foster? Wasn't he great? I love. You know, I I, he's a man. lovable he's got, dude, man. He's got some serious skills, man. And, oh, um, he does. Well, yeah. I think what I think I think what I enjoyed the most about the interview was um, the communication in writing, uh, having that firsthand knowledge. As he said, being able to sit yes. there and give us the people out here who have not experienced that, give them a, 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 a for lack of a better word, term, a blow by blow, expressing what's going on. First, you know, you saw the guy's face and you're trying to figure out, wow, what's going on. But Foster was able to put that to pen 
so that we can have a better understanding and a feel for what that guy's going through. Because he worked hard. And as we know, uh, he, he was not given that position. He had to fight through it, and everything was going on right. But then again, you know, God has a purpose for all of us. So, you know, we need not give up because when one door closes, another door opens. So. Yeah, there you go. And Ramon is a great guy. Yeah, he, he really is. He is a classy oh, yeah. individual, and he loves the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we just— uh, It was just great to catch up with yeah, him. We yeah. miss him. We used to have conversations yeah, so all the time been- back in the day. You guys are going to be doing this like like every day or every week or a couple of times a week, bringing in the former players? We're trying to. You we're know, trying uh, to. We're efforting them. Last week we had LeVon Kirkland. We've had um, Donnie Shell. We had John Stallworth. We had uh, who else? Alan Fanica. And we had uh, uh, JT Thomas. And JT Thomas, yes. So we're yeah, trying yeah. because here's the thing about it. it. Former teammates, guys that you, you know, Tunch and I got to, we're blessed enough to be able to watch every single game of Ramon Foster, for instance, his career uh, as broadcasters, you yeah. know, in live. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, you, you root for these guys. Ramon is one of those guys. What I loved about him was he showed up in camp. He's an undrafted free agent. He shows up. He shows up twice a day, every day. Yeah. You know, and he's one of those guys that just keeps hanging in there, hanging in there. And people say, well, he's too slow. He's not this. He's not that. <laughs> no, you know what? He just runs over people and he lines up every day and gets the job done. Right. And by golly, there's still a place for men like that in the NFL. Yeah, you talk about training camp. I keep thinking about you guys and the training camp you guys went through. One of my favorite remembrances is when you guys was in the, in the dormitory on the third floor and you wouldn't got that uh, – that uh, uh, air conditioner and, and plop it in the window and taped it around. That's so right. That was the cool zone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you know, we, we had the meat locker. Yeah. The meat locker. Would, <laughs> yeah. would, Johnny Stalls and the boys would come in and sit in our room because uh, on the fact we, we had the only air conditioner. Yeah. And Tunch, Tunch was yeah. the one that he broke the window. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, right. I'll blame everything. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Hey, guys, I'm about I'm to stay up too long because we got Juan and all the other guys out there. Hey, guys out there in Steeler Nation, I really appreciate you guys. appreciate your comments, and it's just exciting to listen to you guys. And one day we're gonna, when I win this multi-million dollar lotto, I'm going to bring us all together. <laughs> together ball, Love it. So, hey, in the meantime and in between times, here we go, Steelers. Here Thank you, go. CR. All right, brother. God bless you, CR. Thank CR you. CR checking in from Chicago. Steelers Nation, Chicago. Yeah. All right. I love it. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones, 412-919-1316. Let's go to Bill in Indianapolis. Bill, welcome to the locker room. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. I'll try to be kind of quick. I got a, a couple questions and a comment. Uh, first, how? Uh, do you, when did the Steelers go over for the game? Second, you guys watched it from Heinz Field. Did you have, like, your other feeds, or were you literally just having to watch the ESPN feed like everybody else? Well, we watched the ESPN feed and the All-22 feed. Uh, okay, so that they, they gave you... The, it was, it was real know, time. There was no delay on it. Good. So they so they got you an all twenty two because that and that that was better I guess than the ESPN feed. But you couldn't see the sidelines. You that had to have been brutal. Will you be able to be in the stadium for uh, for Sunday? Yes, right. we're going to be in the stadium. Now yes, I'm going to be. Sunday. You know, just like Bob Uger, I must be in the front row. I'm going to be in the one the one row uh, of the front row of the stadium. They call the moat because I guess that's kind of like what separates the you know the the good. 
announcers yeah, so you'll from. Should be down the sidelines, yeah. kind of like that ESPN re- reporters were, but not on the field. That's right. Great. Yeah. Uh, when, when did they go? To, when did they go over to New York? Uh, the, I think they left the day before. The day before. Yeah. yeah. The, they they, oh, they le- did. Yeah. yeah. So they stayed in the hotel over there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, the comments I had. A lot of people talking about uh, Ben getting his rhythm on that. Uh, on that two minute drive, but I really thought it started before, uh, after the TJ, uh, uh, remarkable play, uh, which man, that guy's got talent. Oh, he He's does loaded, loaded with talent. But, uh, I, I thought, uh, the, the throw to Ebron on the third down and then the, the back throw, uh, after Benny just annihilated the blitzer and the, the just kind of the lob to, to, uh, to Juju. To Juju and the, yeah. I, I really thought that's, I thought that's when, that's when it all came together. And I, and I know he calls a lot of his plays or, or, or you know, uh, through the two minute warning. Right. We all know that was a great drive, but that, that James Washington to jump and expecting to land, but not land and use his, use his leg strength to stay up and to just keep driving. Oh, beautiful, oh beautiful that play. strength, uh, athleticism and agility, uh, that's that's. Uh, you can only get that with steer wrestling and cow punching. <laughs> well, you, you know, James, James is, doesn't get a lot of it doesn't get a lot of pub or a lot of hype, and and he just seems to handle it. And I, I just respect him so much. I think I think he just seems like a good cat, and I'm really looking forward to uh, keep uh, climbing this uh, stairway to seven. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Uh, now you're speaking truth. Yeah, stairway to seven. I like that. That's yes. great. Very good indeed. Anything else, brother? No, just thanks, and uh, I loved hearing Sword come in. He doesn't come in every day, but he comes in with something that's uh, meaningful and insightful, and and I just love hearing him him when he calls, and I appreciate him. He's deep water. All right, thank you, brother. All right, Bill, thank you for uh, calling. Absolutely. You know, now, the the thing that I'm interested in is is where they're going to go today. Well, you got Wednesday. Yeah. Um, They get on the field. Does Dave DeCastro check in? Yeah. You know, because if you don't, you're you're really looking at uh, a right. young guy, and yeah. I'm wondering at this point in time what's what's going to happen. You know, here's part of Matt Canada. One of the things I love again is the eye candy that he provides, yeah. the indecision that you generally are trying to offer the defense because you get motion, you, you your strength moves from one side to the other, and you're really testing the communication uh, skills of right. the opposition. Yeah, you know if you can align right and get, make sure everybody's on the same page. The problem that we had was we saw a few too many times where guys were bumping into each other, right. and uh, even on the screens, you know, there was some situations where the the, the back is ahead of the, the offensive line, and so they've got to spend more time, obviously, and, and it's practice. understandable. Yeah, you got to you got to be able to you know get the job done and get that thing tuned up. But you know, if you've got a young guy like Kevin Dotson checking into the starting lineup, Chaluch, yeah, then you're going to need to simplify things more again. Yeah, and uh, with uh, Kevin Dotson, uh, you know, you 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 put it uh, well that you have to uh, simplify it. Yeah, and I mean, simplifying something that you you got to think about. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, does he is he hip to all the code words? You know, this is one thing in modern football. We had audibles, right. you know, the brown live colors. We had things like that, but they have code words that are different now. Yeah, where. One word speaks a whole couple of series of, of plays. You know right. what I mean? Um, I remember B.A. talking to Bruce Arians, and Bruce said, you know, uh, my biggest thing, he says, I, I, I base my decision process on a young guy on 
can he handle right. the the two minute offense? Can he handle the code words? Can he handle the mental things? You know, the, he says that's the prime importance because if he can't be where he needs to be, I can't trust him. Right, and then he can't play for me. Yeah, and and uh, he wanted vets. Uh, as uh, in his wide receivers, no yeah. question about yeah. it, and yeah. that's that also exists on the offensive line. Right. Because if you don't know the code words, if you are one of those guys that you know, be, you know, one word gives you maybe two plays, and you got a kill, and you got this and that, and you can't handle the the mental aspects of that. It's going to be a problem because it does take some time to be right. able to understand the whole playbook, no matter how physical you are. So if you can handle that uh, i i'm hoping that we see kevin dotson if dave DeCastro is unavailable this weekend and you know if uh it, it it's not only physically that you can handle it but you got to handle it mentally absolutely yeah all right all right let's take a break uh he's wolf i'm touch you're in a locker room Defensively, um, you know, we, we gave up a big play for a touchdown. Uh, we gave up a penalty on a possession down right prior to that. We had an opportunity to get off. It was third and long. Uh, I thought our third down defense could have been better. Um, I think they were 8 of 15 on third downs, and and that's not winning football for us. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. There's always issues when you don't play preseason. Right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that that uh, was... Here's the thing. Do you remember the call on Joe Hayden? He yeah. Got, he he yeah. put his, his arm around the waist of the receiver when right. he broke to the inside. Yeah. Now, I know that there's a lot... I'm usually... I'm always one of those, not, not always, but frequently I'm one of those guys. I, I always take the play, the, the side of the players, you know, the official call. But when you are, Joe was blatant with it. He reached right. out, and when you encircle the waist of a guy, what we used to call a seatbelt, when you cre- create that sort of thing on a guy, you you got to believe that the officials are going to see that. That's a, yeah. That's pretty blatant. Right. It's like it's like when you, you you get crushed on a bull rush and you're falling over and you just hang on to the guy so you pull him down on top of you. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 pretty that's blatant. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very blatant. You know you're going to get the flag. You're going to get hit in the head with it probably. Yeah. Um. So I, I look at that and I think no, that's just part of tuning up on a preseason, but a lot of people seem to feel that was a, a ticky tacky call. And right. I, didn't, I didn't think it was a ticky tacky call. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah, uh, I know you did. Yeah. I, I thought it was because, uh, uh, it was subtle. It wasn't subtle. Yeah. I mean, when you reach out around a guy's waist, um, that's not that subtle. It's, right. you're, it's a, you know, it's a pass route. Yeah. You know, it's when you, I don't know. So it's out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, when you're, you're doing that and, and Everybody can see it, you know. 
Uh, you gotta be. You gotta be subtle. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. You know what? Uh, Juju looked like he was having fun. Oh, he did. Uh, did Did you see this the the second TD touchdown? Cam? Yeah, and he and he was uh, looking like he was in at bed. the pylon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Um, you know, sometimes Juju, I, I enjoy his number one. I enjoy his enthusiasm for right. the game. Uh, sometimes it can be a little bit much. But uh, I would rather be much than not enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, the enthusiasm for the game is something that I think every player brings. And when you have somebody who performs at the high level that Juju does. Right. I mean, think about it. Two touchdown catches this guy had. He also had a uh, onside kick. Right. And he recovered a fumble, the fumble from, yeah. you know, Benny Snell. And I look at that and I go, that's a pretty big night, man. And he put points on the board. He did. And he was ready to go. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, he... And this is a guy that, that uh, dropped Vontez perfect. I mean, right. he is not afraid to stick his shoulder into somebody yeah. and put his grill up into somebody's grill. And I, I enjoy that about the young man. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved physical. when he. I loved when he knocked out. Oh my Von, uh, Vante, perfect. Vontez was, you know, one of those guys. You know, you, you look at him and you always think, you know, no matter what happens to this guy, he, he deserves it. I mean, because he's just that kind of guy. But certainly for Juju, it, you look at it, and, and I, I love his enthusiasm to play the game, and it shows up right. sometimes in his antics. Uh, but as long as you're productive and yeah. producing at a high level. Yeah, and, you know? and today, today's game, uh, you know, they they go and do the dances. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, would you dance? I don't think so. No. You're, you're I, not a very good dancer. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a good dancer. <laughs> well, neither was I, it's frankly. Yeah. Chuck would have never put, put up with that. Of course, as right. he said back in the day, if they asked him, they said, if you could dance, what would you do? Charleston. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was such a great line. Yeah, that was a great line. You know, but um, certainly coming up now, um, one of the guys that I, I, I worry a little bit about because I thought he put in one of a very vigorous, rigorous, dedicated offseason. And um, look at James Conner. And I think about, ah. you know, how much Zach Banner, I feel sorry for him. Obviously, you understand his season's over. Um, James Conner. His season isn't over. Yeah. But it's got to be frustrating because when you have the type of offseason that he had, and we saw him. Oh, the man. Guy he looked was a terrific. Stud. Absolutely. Yeah. And all that hard work, and you come out and in the first game of the season, you tweak something. Right. Um, that That's discouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, and he's been hurt uh, several times. Right. Yeah. Of course. I yeah. mean, I think he's only been healthy four out of the last 21 games or six or something and that's that's uh it's tough because james is his story speaks to a guy who's undergone much right recover and been able to rebound um and it's just you know that his his ability is there it's his fragility yeah that is has really impaired him and uh, you know and he, he he's not he doesn't shy away from contact no no no, yeah. he's, he's he doesn't shy away from con, from contact. He's one of those guys that um, he'll put the shoulder to you, and but he is still elusive. He's got uh, power and speed, and uh, he he can catch the ball. I love the way he steps up and takes on the blitz because right. ever since he learned from the uh, Jacksonville game of a couple of years ago when he got to run over a little right. bit and yeah. and you know and bend through that interception. 
Uh, he is, We have seen him demonstrably do better right. in everything from backs on backers to the actual game blitzing pickup situations. He steps up and snogulates them. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's a good pass blocker. Now, um, I, I don't I, – I wonder, you know, when Mike Tomlin said he's leaving the light on for James Conner, do you think that uh, uh, he uh, the, the ankle sprain is just mild? Well, they say it's not the dreaded high ankle. Right. Okay, so that's a relief because yeah. those are problematic. Those are four to six weeks, more like six than four. Um, that's a problem. Right. Right now, I think James is, is – it's kind of ginger – uh, you know, it's very uh, touch and go, see where he's at. But Benny Snell's got to be the man now. Right. Benny's got to come up and he's got to be and, and and act as he did, which was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to have to do this now on a week-in, week-out basis, at least or in, until James is, is capable of coming back and get, getting some of the workload. But, you know, I, I don't know how how bad James's ankle is. Um, but at the same time, I do know that I'm grateful that Benny Snell looks so good because right. this, this is a guy, this is a cat who can do it. He can get it done. Yeah, and uh, he did get it done. He did. Now, the other thing I'm excited about is Chase Claypool right. and what he could bring uh, out in in, in uh, some of his uh, stuff in the future. I mean, think about Ben having that target, 6-4, right. the 4-4, the 40-inch vert, you know, the ability to club guys out the way. You know, I mean, guys try to press you like, get out of here, doink them, and, and take off. I, I look forward to this. I'm excited. Chase Claypool looks like he could be uh, a big-time guy that the Steelers need and have needed since uh, A.B. left, that's for sure. So uh, the uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster yes. caught six, six balls for right. 69 yards and two touchdowns. Right. Uh, Deontay Johnson – after the fumble, he he made six catches for 57 yards. Chaluch, did you not enjoy the way he responded? Right, right. He didn't curl up. He right. didn't fade away. He didn't sulk. He didn't, you know, doubt himself. I, I sat there and I, I looked at that. And I wonder what would have happened had the, the Steelers' defense not made such a great stand. How would that not just affected the team, but how would it have affected Deontay? Right. I mean, that's tough. When you when you single handedly put your team down seven points because you you gaff on a punt three like that, points no if they had scored a touchdown I'm saying yeah. what would that effect have been on Deontay could it have been worse you know I wonder but the fact is I loved how he responded you know the defense came out and saved his butt that's that's right. saving your butt yeah but at the same time Deontay came back and did a nice job what do you have you got the stats in front of you yeah he had uh, six catches uh, 57 yards all right that's a nice job the only thing he missed was that one RPO I think right you know it fired at him he kind of like and looked it, around. It hit him back <laughs> you hate that moment when you go uh I think I was supposed to be watching the ball on that one yeah so unfortunately for him that's one he missed, but that those are the fine tuning things that right. you work through. Yeah, um, I just look forward to another week of development here, and right. um, hopefully, hopefully that we can get some of the issues with a little pre snap motion, that sort of thing uh, worked out a little bit. I'd like to see a little more productivity from the two tight end offense. Right, that I thought we might see. Eric Ebron had one catch. Uh, Vance had one. I think. I still think these guys are are going to be 
fairly significant as we move on into the season. Right, And their right. contributions uh, pass-catching-wise. And uh, uh, Benny Snell, 19 carries for 113 yards. And, and uh, we're going to need that sort of productivity again yeah. from him. Yeah. Again, with James down, maybe Jalen Samuels. And, again, I say James down. We don't know. Um, you know, Mike said he's going to leave the light on. Yeah. Leave the light on. Uh, we'll see. Um, but I certainly think um, with Benny, uh, he's <laughs> – He's got an opportunity to be a feature back here. Right. So we'll see where his growth pattern takes him. You know, if it if it keeps going up, you know how it is. You know, you drop your hat, somebody picks it up. Yeah, that's right. Drop your head, someone picks it up. Yep. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So, again, the big question for me um, in the final analysis of this whole thing as we get going along is I'm hoping that Kevin Dotson has, an, if he's going to be the guy, you know, the opportunity to step up and get it done. I mean, it's. Uh, I would think uh, it's got to be kind of daunting when you're a young guy. I know when I was a rookie, uh, I'm not sure in my second game ever I would be up to starting uh, a game. But uh, certainly you think um, in this instance, the kid is – I'll say this about Kevin Donson. Physically, he's capable. There's no doubt in my mind he's – fully capable right it's understanding all the the concepts and code words and two-minute offense and things of that nature uh as the game mo moves on you know his his ability to handle the playbook so i have a question for you I ask uh, uh when you started as a young player as a rookie right uh how much as the, the line of scrimmage did you say Oh no! I don't. What, you mean when we got up there? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, th there's a number of times. You know, what I mean, the, the thing is, like when we were in Atlanta, I remembered. Uh, you know, um, I came up there and I was like, uh, "This is a wall," and I thought I knew what the call was, and the call was in a wall. It was a turn, and um, you know, you get caught up in that. And the difference is, where does the back go to pick up? Yeah. You know, in a wall left or versus a turn, and uh, you know, so you're making those calls, and you're depending on the the veteran guy to affirm what you hope is what you 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 in your mind know. You know what I mean? But the problem is, if you think you know something and you don't know the right thing, <laughs> you have issues. Yeah. And so we had those issues. Um. And I, you know, the problem was too. I came aboard a Super Bowl line. Yeah. You know, the, everybody was a veteran. Everybody who had been there a long time. And, right. You know, had Super Bowl rings. And then I check in and for Sam Davis. And, you know, I'm the young buck. And certainly if anything went wrong, I was always the first guy that got pointed to. Right. You know, uh, coming to the sidelines. What'd you do? Well, it's on the other side, Raleigh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, it, it just tends to be to work out that way. You know, when, uh, when the offense is put in in, in training camp, uh, it's like seven plays a day, right? And uh, it's uh, your your head is spinning, right? And but uh, that's the way it used to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's no more. No, because they put you know we put plays in every night, and you'd go over it and and so forth. But you know they've always had the opportunity with mini camps and all that stuff and Zoom calls us to get the playbook ahead of time. We got our playbooks when we checked into training camp. And uh, they certainly don't do that anymore. They get it up far ahead of time. So uh, we're out of time. We are out and, of time. Uh, uh, we are. We hope you uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, we thank you for 
uh, coming on with us. Yes. And, uh, and it was a Who Wednesday. And then uh, we we thank uh, uh, Ramon Foster and and Jane uh, and, and Jim, Jim Wexel. Wexel. And uh, we thank uh, uh, Israel uh, Jacob. <laughs> and uh, uh, I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so he's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you have been in the locker room so long, everybody, and God bless.